Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Have you seen this guy on, on Instagram, this, this liver king guy? <sighs> Unfortunately. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting what, what he's into. It's a, it's a very uh, a primal diet. Uh, where you, where you just eat like organ meat and stuff. I've I've actually started developing my own diet, and I'm really making some headway here. Um, look to answer to go ahead and answer the question. Yes, yes, I drink brake fluid, but I can stop anytime. And I'm gonna go drink the stuff underneath the sink. Bye. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions! Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast, presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Pam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big jump. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how are you doing today? What? Shake it, bacon. Oh, the bacon ain't shaking today, man. Uh, not, not, not really feeling it, but uh, I do feel uh, an obligation to our legions of fans to put together a great show for them today. Yeah, your you boy, uh, your boy is reeling. Not gonna lie, <laughs> oh, and not man. and not in the years as um, Steely Dan. There it is, Steely Dan. I had to think of it for a second. I knew it was a dirty reference band name, but <laughs> I didn't know that Steely Dan was a dirty reference until about two months ago. <laughs> It, it changes it changes everything in your life, it, doesn't it? It absolutely changed everything. And my favorite part about learning that is that Steely Dan is one of my dad's all-time favorite bands. Oh, that's and, tremendous. And one day Did you know this? we were playing golf, so I asked him if he knew where the name Steely Dan came from, and he didn't. So I got to be the one to tell him that after he had spent a lifetime in in ignorant bliss. And then that's just a, just a pleasant father son moment. <laughs> I love uh, and what an obscure, and, it's and, awesome. Um, well, you know what? What an obscure reference it is too. Like it's not like it really com- is. Like it's not like a common you innuendo. Have to do some digging to, you yeah, know, not even not even a little. It's like hold from like a, a book that was written in the sixties or something. I was gonna say yeah, it's like a sci-fi erotica novel or something. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is it. Anyway, um, but yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, it's a little it's a little blue for the uh, the chatting average podcast. But get on Google if you're interested. Figure out where the name Steely Dan comes from. Yeah, we are probably as far as we need to go, honestly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, how did how did how did we both end up being slightly sick before this week's show? Um. I don't know, but I'm I'm confident it's your fault. No, no. See, I I received a letter from you on Saturday, and I opened it up, and I'm pretty sure you had just coughed inside of the envelope. 
and so now I'm sick. <laughs> yes, I did. I uh, some some people send you know uh, uh, send send bombs through the mail. Some send anthrax. Uh, I just cough it. Bring in the noise and mail it. <laughs> that was a good reference that I just had. That that was solid. But yeah, like I I I. I went to bed at like 9.30 last night and slept for a solid 11 hours. It was fantastic. And it is the only reason we are here with you tonight. (laughs) That just means you didn't have to watch that game last night. Thank goodness for that. Um, But yeah, we'll get into into some Braves news, but as far as around baseball goes, there's this guy in Anaheim, Cam. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Michael Trout. Um, rings a bell, kind of an odd name, sort of an up and comer. Um, all this guy has done is hit home runs in seven games in a row at this point. Like, yeah, that's like a, it gets to the point that's, where it's getting wild. You think, you think that you're done seeing all of the, the crazy things that Mike Trout can do on a baseball field. Um, and now he's, He's one home run away from tying the all-time record for most consecutive games with a homer. Yeah, uh, news of his downfall has been greatly exaggerated. Uh, yes, like, does he get injured fairly regularly? Yes. Is he productive enough when he's there to offset that? Absolutely, yes. Uh, for and speaking sure. Of record set in, speaking of records set in baseball... Uh, Framber Valdez of the Houston Astros has, uh, has, has set a, well, tied a record. He has posted 24 consecutive quality starts, tying Jacob deGrom in 2018 for the longest all-time single season streak. I'm sorry, how many? 24 quality starts consecutively this season. And... Here I was assuming that Justin Verlander was having the best season on that staff, which he still very well might be. He still very well might be. It's it's wild. I mean, um, the okay. So like I said, Jacob Degrom, twenty eighteen, set the record uh, with with twenty four. Let's look at the couple of names that are right behind him. In third place, uh, well, tied for third, uh, Chris Carpenter in two thousand and five. And Bob Gibson in 1968. That's a, that, that's some good company to be in. You have like like Framber Valdez. You have just posted two more consecutive quality starts than Bob Gibson in '68. It's insane. It really is. I mean that that's that's a heck of a season. Uh, the there are there are six players in baseball who have more than fifteen wins as a pitcher. Kyle Wright's one of them. Uh, the other five belong to the Dodgers and Astros. Cool. Yeah, the Astros aren't aren't <laughs> going anywhere anytime soon. No matter what people try to think or say. No, no, and 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 they do have reserves in the minors. So um, I'm 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 kind of hoping that the the 2020s are the uh, the the Braves versus Astros decade. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be disappointed in that. Yeah, let's let's run it back. 
I think it's it, it, there is certainly a possibility of us seeing a uh, a repeat of last year's World Series. But before we get there, we got to see what's going on for the Braves. So, Cam, what do you say we take a look at the past week for the Braves and then see what's ahead? Yeah, we're skipping this week in baseball history. Sorry, everybody. Let's do it. All right. When we last left you. The Miami Marlins had been sent home packing with a sweep, courtesy of your Atlanta Braves. And then we picked up and headed to Oakland. Uh, First game of the Oakland series, we had Kyle Wright on the mound going up against Cole Irvin for the Athletics. Kyle Wright did not have his best start, unfortunately. Uh, Only went four innings, allowing five hits, eight earned runs, walked three batters, and struck out four. A really tough outing for Kyle Wright. Um, Luckily for the Braves, Cole Irvin had a pretty similar outing, going four and two-thirds innings, allowing nine hits, nine earned runs, four walks against four strikeouts. Uh, So the story of the game was offense, and the offense started very early with a William Contreras sacrifice fly, scoring Ronald Acuna, followed by a, a Vaughn Grissom to single to right, scoring Swanson and Olsen. Braves were up three to nothing after the top of the first inning. A's were able to tack one on in the in the bottom of the first before Matt Olson comes in and hits a 417-foot homer to center field, scoring Swanson and Riley, putting the Braves up six to one. Unfortunately, the uh, the A's get four back in the third uh, before the Braves come back in the fifth and tack on another three runs. The bottom of the fifth, the A's tack on nine, uh, sorry, uh, four more, tying the game at nine. And in the sixth inning, Austin Riley has the game-winning hit, hitting a sacrifice fly to right, scoring Ronald Cooney Jr. And the game ends 10 to nine. Good thing to see for the Braves. Kenley Jansen did come in and have a clean save with two strikeouts. So, so like to see that, you know, always good to see a bullpen picking up your starters when the starters have a, uh, have a rough day. The bullpen managed to cover five innings, allowing only four hits and one earned run. So uh, a great outing for the bullpen, even though Kyle Wright didn't have his best stuff. Yeah, so this was one of those games where um, after after the A's tied it, I went to bed and kind of put my phone down like, screw you, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, (laughs) But funny enough, it's like, it's like my body knows because I rolled over at two o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was, whenever this game was in its final out, I picked up my phone. I threw an earbud in real quick. And in my stupor, I got to listen to Kenley Jansen get the last out. We won. And I went to bed. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And we tied for first place, right? We did. We tied for first place. Uh, the uh, the Mets have been reeling against some uh, some poor competition. So uh, so that game tied the Braves for first place with the Mets after being down ten and a half games only about a month and a half ago. Or maybe a little bit more than that. Either way, we come back the following night for our final game against the Athletics this year with Spencer Strider taking the hill up against Ken Waldachuk for the Athletics. Spencer goes six innings, allowing two hits, two earned runs, walked three, but struck out nine. Waldachuk goes five and a third, allowing three hits, three earned runs, strikes out two. So luckily, I think this is... You can look at this as one of Spencer's, you know, bumpy outings, and he still only allowed two earned runs and struck out nine. 
Uh, downside of it was he walked three, but, you know, it was still plenty good enough to give the Braves a chance to win. You know, it, it's funny because this was a day game, you know, all of us in in the group chat, the, the famous group chat that you've heard tell of, uh, we were kind of keeping track of Spencer's pitch count. And, you know, av- after the first inning, we were all talking about like, okay, he's kind of only on pace for about four innings. We really need him. Yeah, to I believe five. he threw like 30. I think he threw 34 pitches in the first inning. Yeah. And so at that point, you're like, okay, bullpen had to work really hard last night. You know, he's only on pace for four innings. And then he had a good second inning and a really good third inning. And so it's like, okay, now he's on pace for five innings. And then he made it into the sixth, right? He finished the sixth. There you go. He finished the sixth on only 103 pitches. So, so consider what five of those innings have been, must have been like. He, he threw less than 70 pitches for five innings. Yeah, that, that's, that's wild. That, that's a heck of a turnaround. And it's something that not a lot of guys are able to do. You know, it's a sign of a really good pitcher when you can go out and you can get roughed up in the first inning and then bounce back like that. You know, I, I would say the vast majority of pitchers, if they start off bad, they just they are not able to turn it around. So hats off to Spencer Strider on that one. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, the the scoring didn't start until late. Uh, Strider did allow his two earned runs in the first inning, but uh, the fifth, sixth, and seventh belonged to the Braves with Vaughn Grissom homering in the fifth, Dansby Swanson homering in the sixth, and uh, a couple of RBIs in the seventh uh, accounted for all of the Braves' seven runs. Braves end up winning 7-3 to three and sweeping the series in Oakland. I'll take it. It's, yeah. it's one of those games where it was like kind of a rocky start, and then you put some runs on the board, you get a good groove, and then you kind of just put it in cruise control for the last few innings. Yeah, and 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 as the New York Mets are showing you, beating the teams that you should beat is not always the easiest thing in the world. So to get out of that series with two wins feels pretty darn good. Yeah, absolutely it does. All right, so from Oakland, we headed north to Seattle for a three-game set against the Mariners. First game of the series featured Charlie Morton on the mound up against Robbie Ray, a great pitching matchup. Charlie Morton goes six and a third, allowing six hits, four earned runs, walked two, struck out five. On the other side, Robbie Ray goes five innings, allowing eight hits, four earned runs, and six strikeouts. Scoring started early for the Braves with Dansby Swanson homering to center field, scoring Ronald Acuna Jr. in the first inning to give the Braves a 2-0 lead. Unfortunately, the Mariners came back in the second with Carlos Santana hitting a 380-foot homer to uh, right field, scoring Winker, tying the game at two. And I just have to say, Cam, I don't know if you were watching this game, but that Carlos Santana homer traveled far more than 380 feet. Uh, yeah, that, that, that ball was smoked. He, he, he hit that 380 feet in the air. It must have traveled 690. And then landed in a subway car and traveled across the bay to San Francisco. <laughs> Wait, we were in Seattle. Never mind. I, I think every small town in America that has a baseball stadium has a Babe Ruth story that goes exactly like that. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody has that local legend story of so-and-so hit a ball 725 feet 
on the day that his sister got married and you know that like that's always the, the story yeah so i i as as anyone who listens to us knows i grew up in chattanooga uh we have a, a minor league team there called the lookouts uh, the lookouts used to play in ingle stadium a stadium which had been around since the the early 1900s uh, a stadium that was visited by Babe Ruth on his barnstorming tours. So growing up, I always heard the story whenever I'd try to talk baseball about Babe Ruth playing at Ingle Stadium and hitting a home run into the train uh, that was across the street and the train just started going. So they call it the longest home run ever hit in Chattanooga. Babe Ruth's first home run was actually hit not too far from me in Fayetteville. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so there, there's a there's a fun fact for you. Very cool. But let's get back to the game. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, the Braves were tied with Mariners at two going into the fourth inning before Robbie Grossman singles home Michael Harris the second. In the fifth, Travis Darno homers to right, and it was it was nothing but homers from here on out. Carl, uh, not Carl Crawford, J.P. Crawford. Carl. Carl. Carl Crawford's long since retired. J.P. Crawford, however, homered to right field in the fifth inning of this game before Michael Harris and Robbie Grossman homered in the sixth. Uh, Carlos Santana tacked on yet another homer in the seventh, but the Braves hold on and win six to four. Yet another encouraging outing from Kenley Jansen in this one, going one perfect inning, striking out two. I think that bears repeating because his uh, his struggles lately have gotten a lot of attention. He has sprinkled in a few good outings in there. And the good outings stop there. <laughs> All right. So uh, for game two against the Mariners, we had Max Freed taking the mound up against George Kirby for the Mariners. Uh, uh, George Kirby, who I grossly underestimated because he went six innings, allowing three hits, no earned runs and struck out six. Meanwhile, Max Freed goes six innings, allowing five hits, two earned runs, and struck out six as well. Braves just could not get anything going offensively. Max Freed allowed a couple of solo home runs in the fifth and sixth innings. Uh, Braves were able to get a, a run in the seventh on a Matt Olson fielder's choice, uh, but that was really it. Braves end up losing the game three to one. Uh, Kirby Yates comes in and has a pretty good inning at the end of the game, but that was really the only thing I can point to at this in this game and say, hey, that was great for the Braves. Yeah. Sunday was a uh, Sunday was not a good day for sports. <laughs> and I, I choose to forget it. Well, that was the Saturday game, so uh so it gets worse, guys. Oh man, <laughs> let me let me let me let me just tell you, Alex. <laughs> your boy is halfway to his bed right now as we record this. So we're we're, we're here for you guys. All right. Well, Sunday comes along. Yeah, because we got so many damn complaints about us not doing a podcast. You people don't realize what I'm putting my body through. <laughs> Be appreciative of this. It's 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 not that taxing, guys. He's being dramatic. All right. Oh, I'm turn I'm turning heel on this week's show. <laughs> You people! (laughs) You've already done it online. Why not do it on the show? I have. (laughs) All right. So the Sunday game, we had Jake Odorizzi on the mound going up against Marco Gonzalez. Jake Odorizzi has the kind of outing that made us wish that maybe we'd called up Bryce Elder or something. He goes... Can we just just be done with Jake Odorizzi? I'm 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 over it. There's there's zero chance he's on the postseason roster, I think. Zero chance. And you know what? 
we it's not like we lost anything for him because yeah. you know what the guy that we gave up for him did was is doing the exact same thing except <laughs> later in the game exactly we just swapped albatrosses um so, so Jake Odorizzi goes three and two thirds, allowing four hits or sorry, five hits, four earned runs, walked three and struck out three. Uh, he was followed by Colin McHugh, who ate up an inning in a third, allowing an earned run, who is followed by Tyler Matzik, who went one inning, also allowed an earned run. And yet somehow we find ourselves going to the ninth inning tied. And then Kenley Jansen comes in. And I'm glad I highlighted his good outings because this, guys, this was not one of them. Kenley Jansen only records two outs, allows two hits, uh, two earned runs, does not, uh, doesn't have a strikeout, but allows two homers. The Braves lose eight to seven. Uh, full disclosure, I, I cut the game off the moment that Seattle tied it. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like one of those games. The Braves were down going into the ninth, and the ninth started in really exciting fashion. Michael Harris gets a, a three-run homer with the Braves down 6-2, to two, bringing it to 6-5. to five. And Robbie Grossman comes out, comes behind him and uh, and has a two-run homer, putting the Braves in the lead after going into the ninth inning uh, down six to two. Man, when 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 we when we took the lead in this game, I felt like the kid at the end of Free Willy. I was just like, yeah, and then oh, it was so great. And then we brought Kenley Jansen in, and then we brought Kenley Jansen in. Uh, Julio Rodriguez homered to left field off of Jansen, and then Eugenio Suarez hits the game winner, homer to left center. Mariners win eight to seven. One cool thing about this game, though, and I, I think the Braves' loss aside, it was very, very cool to turn on this game and see Julio Rodriguez, presumably the American League rookie of the year, hit two home runs, and Michael Harris, the second presumably the NL Rookie of the Year, also hitting two home runs. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. First place was fun while it lasted. Yeah, but we're not far off. Thankfully, the uh, the Mets are still Metsing. Uh, we, uh, oh, boy. We... Man, what this, this is weird. Like, this, this is getting really weird. As much as, like, we we'll stressed talk, about... We'll... Okay, okay, never mind. We'll talk about that here in a second, but we have one more game to cover. I'm trying to finish this show. I know. We had the first game of the San Francisco Giants series on Tuesday or on Monday. Uh, We had Spencer Strider back up on the hill going up against Alex Cobb. Was this Strider's roughest outing of the year? I I think it was. He went five innings, allowing nine hits. Uh, Two earned runs, walked one, did strike out nine. Meanwhile, Alex Cobb goes seven innings, allowing six hits, no earned runs, no walks, strikes out seven. Um, It was was his most hits he's allowed in his career. I know that. Yeah, but this is is another one that I am going to sprinkle a little sugar on uh, because the Braves lost this game three to two. Spencer Strider had a rough start. But here's something that came from after the game. Uh, Dave O'Brien interviewed Spencer Strider in the locker room after the game. And here is what Spencer Strider had to say about his outing. He said, I just pitched like an idiot a lot of the time. 
I didn't make adjustments when I needed to. My fastball was arm side, not by a ton, but it didn't do any, but I didn't do anything to really adjust to get it back glove side. They had a good approach. They were taking the ball the other way. They took a lot of really good sliders. So tip your cap to them a little bit, but some counts where I threw the wrong pitch and they made me pay for it. Just didn't give us a chance. This, this kid's like 21 years old. Liam, the, the level of self-awareness that Spencer Strider has, uh, I'm, I'm personally jealous of and, and is really, really encouraging for this young of a pitcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what an absolute unicorn we have found in, in this guy. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's tremendous, and I think he's going to be just fine. You know, every pitcher has a rough outing, which, you know, if nine hits, two runs, it, two earned runs is your worst outing, then sign me the hell up, Bucko. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'll take it. And and, and, and fortunately, when, the Mets lost last night too. When when he's beating himself up that bad over allowing two runs, um, I I like that guy. Like that's I, I'll 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 go to war with him. Some might say he's got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. We don't need no cats around here. Meow. Need dogs. Oh man! All right, we we got to get this finished up because I'm gonna I'm gonna start sounding like Coach O by the time <laughs> we're done with this thing. Go Tigers! Uh, what time you want me to leave? Which door you want me out of, brother? <laughs> oh, that was the greatest quote ever. That um, is the best interview. <laughs> and and you can hear about that interview if you turn into, <clears throat> into the Chatting Yardage podcast. That's right, the Chatting Average family has grown by one show. Cam, my esteemed co-host hosts the Chatting Yardage podcast, a college football show every week that for the time being drops on the Chatting Average channel. It will have its own channel soon, but make sure you go check that out. Yeah, so uh, new episode this Thursday morning. It'll be available in the Chatting Average feed, which if you're listening to this now means you'll also be able to listen to Chatting Yardage. And then starting next week, it will have its own separate feed where all the other episodes will be backlogged there and new episodes will debut each and every single Thursday. All right. Well, uh, to get into what's upcoming, as we stand, the, the, the Braves are yet to play on Tuesday night. The Mets are currently playing on Tuesday night. The Mets have a one and a half game leave over the Atlanta Braves who had lost three in a row. However, as we are filming, the Chicago Cubs lead the New York Mets four to one in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. So it looks like before the Braves even see a pitch, the lead will be down to one game. And by the time you hear this episode on uh, on Wednesday morning, the game, the lead could be down to a half a game. So we are we are very close to being tied up, uh, and we are we are seeing the New York Mets playing the easiest September schedule I have ever seen. And losing games to really bad teams. Uh, at at this point, it, it really feels like if we if the Braves don't win the NL East, it's it's on nobody but the Braves. Yeah, I you know I've seen I've seen a lot of talk about you know oh the Mets collapse and blah 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 blah. And I, I don't necessarily agree with it because when you look at the clip that the Braves have been playing at since June first, it. 
it, 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 I mean, you're talking best record since June 1st, right? So it's only natural that that, that gap is going to close. Um, cause the Mets likewise are having a tremendous season. Uh, but yeah, there is something to be said about, you know, looking at September and seeing how easy their schedule is and then suddenly seeing them struggle with it. It does make you feel more and more like it's inevitably going to come down to that three game series in the last week of the season. It it really is. That's, that's going to be a really exciting one. But before we get to that, we got to finish up this series with the San Francisco giants. Uh, as we speak, uh, we're about to see first pitch between Kyle Wright and Jacob Junis on the mound for the Giants. Uh, on Wednesday, we have a 3.45 start time with Charlie Morton taking the hill against Carlos Roden. Uh, we have a travel day on Thursday, and we come Alex, back... you, Alex, you, Alex. What? Rodon. Rodon. But when I, but when I say Rodon, you make fun of me. I do not, because Rodon is correct. I make fun of you when you say Roden. Oh. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. Anyway, we've got a travel day on Thursday before coming home for a three-game set against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Friday game will be a 7-20 start with Max Freed on the hill up against Ranger Suarez. Saturday is also a 7-20 start with Jake Odorizzi on the hill against Aaron Nola. That might be a game you want to go, uh, you know, outside, take a walk, something like that. Jake Odorizzi against Aaron Nola scares me. On Sunday, we've got a 1.35 start time with Spencer Strider taking the hill against Bailey Falter. Cam, how familiar are you with Bailey Falter? Falter, I hardly know her. <laughs> Bailey Falter is 5-3 and three on the year with a 3.80 ERA. Uh, and 59 strikeouts. Uh, so not too much big league experience for this guy. Hopefully we can take advantage of that. Uh, from there, we've got the Washington Nationals coming to town. On Monday, we have a 7.20 start time with Kyle Wright taking the mound against old friend Anibal Sanchez. Tuesday is also a 7.20 start time with Charlie Morton up on the hill against Corey Abbott. And Wednesday is a 12.20 p.m. start getaway game with Max Freed taking the hill against Patrick Corbin. Cam, what do, you, what do you need to see out of these next eight games? You got two more against San Fran, three against Philly, and three against Washington. Ooh, I mean, in a perfect world, would love to go 7-1. and one. <laughs> Take yeah, take the I, next two against San Francisco, take two against Philly, and take all three against Washington. Yeah, I, I, I think six and two here is probably the, the worst you can do and still have a legitimate shot at, at taking the NL East. Yeah. Can't really can't really rest on our laurels at, at this point. We've got it within striking distance, so you gotta gotta stay close. And you gotta win when the Mets lose. Yep, and which, they have, and which they have done tonight. And you've got to check out our sponsor, Sports Drink. Sports Drink is your digital water cooler. It's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink, just without the vowels. All we ask 
is that you close the door behind you. You know what, Cam? I'm actually fine with letting the funk out this week. Probably need to grab the yeah. lights all too. There's there's some funk in here. So that's going to do it for this week on the Chatting Average Podcast. For Mr. Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode. Bye. This has been the Chatting Average Podcast, brought to you by Sports Drink. Be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash Chatting Average Podcast. And please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash Chatting Average. We'll see you next week for another brand new episode.